are listening to a podcast from C3 Church Wallandilly. For more episodes and information, please visit our website at c3wc.com forward slash Wallandilly or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash C3 Wallandilly. I wanted to take these few moments just to slow us down a little bit and spend a few moments encouraging us to reflect. Some of you may have already done this. Some of you might uh, have a pattern of slowing down and reflecting, but if you're anything like me, it doesn't come naturally to you. Who's a, who's a natural doer and just wants to stay busy all the time? That, there's a, quite a few of you like that. I'm like that. I don't, so I'm preaching to myself here this morning as much as to anybody. I need to intentionalize the slowing down, the reflection, the, uh, if you like, as we'll see in a moment, the resharpening of our axes for what God has in store for us. And as we head into February, we have a month of vision here at C3. So during the course of February, in fact, even right through the 1st of March, we're going to have five weeks where we're going to be dealing with different aspects of vision, personal vision and church vision. So if you're new to our church and you want to find out what we're all about, well, 2020, February 2020 will be a great year to come because you may not have 2020 vision now, but you will after February. Uh, that went down like a lead balloon, didn't it? All right. So that's what's going to be happening in February. But today I wanted to just take us some time to do some personal uh, reflection on, uh, on this as well. And uh, so we're going to walk through a bit of a, a questionnaire that, uh, that Laura's going to hand out. Not just yet, but in a moment. You can stay seated for a moment, just to let you know. Um, to reflect back and think forward. And uh, there's no right or wrong answers. You don't have to share this with anybody. This is just for you. If you don't get it completed, that's totally cool. You can take it home. I, I do this sort of questionnaire... Uh, reasonably regularly, probably about every three to four months. I take some time to do this. I probably should do it more often than that. Um, this uh, is a modification of a, of a survey that Pastor John Finkeldy, who many of you know, he's been in our church before, speaks, and he has the pastors and leaders that he coaches go through this survey. But before we do, I want to say, why would we do that? I want to anchor what we're talking about doing in the Word of God. And so I've just got a few Proverbs to pop up on the screen. Have you got those Proverbs there? Have we got those there? Yep, we do. Fantastic. So the first one is uh, Proverbs 14, verse 8. It says, The prudent understand where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. The prudent understand where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. Who's old enough to remember the Gregory's, uh, Gregory's book that you used to use, yeah? Anyone still got Gregory stuck in the side of their car? Mick does. Who else does? Leone's still got one. Does it have dust on it or does it actually get used? It's got dust on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Melways, if you're Victorian. Well, you know what you had to do in those days is you had to actually, when you hopped in the car, if you didn't know where you were going, you had to spend a few moments to open up the map. Who had the little, you know, used to cut out little bits of paper because you had to work out how they transferred the page and A4 would transfer to C6. And does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and you used to have the little, little uh, paper bookmarks in there so you'd follow I don't know how they think that was less dangerous than touching your phone when you were driving. I don't know. I, I used to have my, my book on. I used, was driving for a living. I was a photocopier technician, and it sat on my lap permanently. I don't know how I'd ever crashed the car, but that was it. But we used to take the time before we started our journey to look at where we were going. Now you get in the car, start driving, and you say, hey, Siri, get directions to such and such, and you just figure it out on the way. So even our whole society is, is, is amped up in speed. We don't even take the time to stop. And so that message comes across into our lives as well. And today is about opening up the Gregory's and going, okay, where do I need to go in 2020? What do I need to adjust? What direction am I going to have to take? What roadblocks am I going to have to avoid? 
And so that is kind of what we're going to do. The prudent understand where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. Next, next one, Proverbs 14, verse 15 says, Only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. Same message again. Don't just listen to everything. Don't just listen to every voice that comes in your head. Take time to carefully consider where you are going. Proverbs 21, 29, the wicked bluff their way through, but the virtuous think before they act. I think you're getting the picture. And this is just a selection of three of many Proverbs in the Scriptures, in the book of Proverbs, about this issue of taking time in your life to evaluate, to be wise, to be prudent about your direction rather than just having life happen to you. You make life happen rather than life happening to you. That is how we're fruitful and successful in life when we make life happen to us. Now, there will always be roadblocks that will come to. There will always be turns in life but that we, and we need to reevaluate and readjust, but that does not mean that we shouldn't take the time to plan and to strategize prayerfully. This is a well-known verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10. It says this, Using a dull axe requires great strength to sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. I regularly come back to this scripture because my natural tendency is to just keep hitting that tree with that same old axe until I realize that the tree ain't coming down. Why? Because I have not taken the time out to leave the tree and go away and sharpen that axe. Today, this kind of evaluation is about that. If you keep hitting a tree with a blunt axe, more effort. Other versions says more effort is required. But wisdom is actually taking the time to listen to God. And I know in my life that when I slow down, even two hours in God's presence, listening to Him and seeking wisdom, is worth far more than two hours of productivity to me. Now, I don't know if I'm speaking myself only, but even though I know that, I still don't do it anywhere near often enough. Today is about an opportunity for us to encourage us to do that. It's about taking time to slow down. The Bible is full of principles about slowing down. I haven't got time to, to go into this teaching. We'll probably do it at some point this year around Sabbath and the, the importance of Sabbath rest and why God has instituted the concept of Sabbath into Scripture. It's, it's far more than just having a day off. It's, it's much more about replenishing and, and living out of the kingdom of heaven's life that God wants to put in our life rather than being controlled by the brokenness of this world. It's far more than that, but the principle is there. And if you want to do some study on Sabbath, I encourage you just watch the Bible Project video they've just released on Sabbath, actually. It's a great place to start explaining what it's about. But I wanted to read a couple of quotes, and then we're going to get straight into this survey. Eugene Peterson, some of you may have heard of him, he's the author of the, the Message Translation of the Bible, a great theological scholar, well-respected man. He died last year, actually. And he said this. He said, a disciple is a learner, but not in an academic sort of schoolroom setting, rather at the work site of a craftsman. If you've ever seen a craftsman at work or a craftswoman at work, they're not into rush, they're not into just intellectual knowledge, they're not into just gaining intellect. It takes time, it's slow, it's tedious. I posted yesterday on Facebook a, a, um, a video I saw of some person who decided they'd go out into the snow. Was it, you, did you share that one about all those, that snow architecture? Did I share that from your post? Just someone who's gone out and made this massive, great big, arch, uh, great big artwork in the snow, like huge. And I thought That's, that takes time, it takes effort. But there's a beauty and a wonder that comes from crafting things. It's not wrong, it's not irresponsible to slow down. It's part of what God does. God rested from creation, 
Rest is okay. So he said that. He said, a disciple is a learner, not in an academic schoolroom setting, but rather in this work side of a craftsman. I want to read you a verse that's not on the screen. I wrote this down this morning. Ecclesiastes 4 says, I observe that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. But this is meaningless. This is chasing after the wind, he said. If our motivation for success is to keep up with everybody else, it's meaningless. Talked about this a couple of years ago. Meaningless means it's like chasing the wind. It's like trying to grab smoke. You just can't do it. It's there, but it's gone. It's not what God's about. And one of the great theologians of the 20th century, Dallas Willard, who passed away just five or six years ago, he was a mentor to another well-respected man, Pastor John Ortberg, who's well-known in the Christian church in America, and he mentored him. And John Ortberg, I wrote this down straight out of John Ortberg's quote. He says, John Ortberg tells a story of calling Dallas Willard to ask for some spiritual direction not long before he moved to Chicago. He was going to begin working at Willow Creek Church, the church, great church in Chicago in this time. And he described the, he described, this is what he says, I described the pace of my life in my current ministry when he was talking to Dallas Willard. The church where I serve tends to move at a fast clip. I also told him about our rhythms of family life. We're in a van driving, soccer league, piano lessons, school orientation, night years. I told him about the present condition of my heart as best as I could discern it. What did I need to do? I asked him to be spiritually healthy. Long pause. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life, he said at last. Another long pause. Okay, I've written that down, I told him a little impatiently. That's a good one. Now what else is there? Long pause. You must, there is nothing else. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Thanks for listening today. For more episodes and information, please visit our website at c3wc.com forward slash Wallandilly or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash c3wallandilly.